gentlemen, welcome back to the Being Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan West, bringing you guys another episode here. Telling you all, like I always do, thank you so much for being a part of the work that we're doing. Guys, if you've been with us for any length of time, then you know we're all about here. We're here to help you, as a man, build a household that stands. And today is no different than that. No, today is a podcast titled God's Men and the Game of Life. But I first want to apologize for the last last week's episode. Apparently, the last two or three minutes of it was completely blank. And I didn't realize it until I published it. And by the time I published it, I couldn't take it back down and figure out what was going on. I, I think what happened is the cord on my microphone unplugged and I was just talking into a dead mic. So I apologize for that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the last two minutes were, were gold, but we'll never know. So thank you for, for understanding. And this week I've secured the mic cord and I think we're going to be all right. But I titled it God's Men in the Game of Life. Because I see, and I'm sure you do too, that there's an overall um, world system. There's an overall uh, game that is played in the world system. We see this globally, uh, as well as politically, as well as locally. That There are certain ways that one plays the game. And everybody talks about the game, right? And so, Jonathan, we ain't supposed to play no games, man. We're grown out here. This is is real deal. And and I, I agree with you. But I think that there are some ways that the world moves. And I think I want to get into them. And so when I talk about the game of life, what am I talking about? What I'm saying is that life is a game of leverage. It's a game of power in a lot of cases. And the prizes of that game, generally speaking, are revenue, right? So money relationships, you could say connections, um, you know, sexual relationship, right? You're finding a wife, finding women. If you're, if you're a guy that's godless, right? Um, and recognition, which is influence. And those are the prizes of the game of life. And so the reality is, is that you're either a conscious participant in that game or you're an unconscious participant in that game, but the game is always at play. There's always a guy or a gal, but in this case, we're talking to men, there's always a guy or a gal using and exploiting ways of, or, or, or ways to get leverage to get those prizes. And in acquiring those prizes, more leverage is applied to that person. You ever met guys that seem to have it all? You know what I mean? Like uh, like a Justin Timberlake, right? Like he's he's he can sing, he can dance, he can act, he's he's funny, he's interesting, he's handsome, all this kind of stuff, right? That's a that's a form of leverage. He's in a certain and specific disciplines and domains has achieved so much in each one that JT could run for president. And people would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's obvious. And that's the game of leverage. It's, it's, a, it's a game of using all of these gifts and talents that you have to acquire revenue, to acquire relationships, to acquire recognition. And that's the thing. It's a neutral game. You could be a good man submitted to God that participates in that game or you can be a godless man that participates in that game. 
And what I'm trying to help you understand and even try to understand, I've thought about this a lot myself, is that the game is being played, whether you recognize it or not. And so if we, as godly men, say, well, I don't want to play the game of the world. I don't want to get uh, influenced that way. I don't want to get leverage. I just want to do my job and go home. You're leaving the game open to godless men for winning. They're going to win by default because you're not playing that game. And, and so you, you, you might be asking, what, Jonathan, should we even be playing that game? Is that a game that we as godly men, husbands and fathers need to be participating in? And the short answer is, man, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, when, I, when I'm looking around and I see incredible amounts, I mean, just overwhelming amounts of deception, overwhelming amounts of stomping on the little guy. When I see the way that, you know, guys like the World Economic Forum are trying to squeeze the middle class in America out. When I see stuff like that, I mean, I got buddies right now that would love to buy a single family home in in my home state, Tennessee, in middle Tennessee, Nashville, and they can't figure out how to swing it. It's so expensive to buy a starter home. And these are guys that are professionals. These guys have money for real. Like they they get paid and they're like, Jonathan, I don't know how you got in when you did. And I was like, bro, that, that was Leah. That was my wife. <laughs> but back in back in 2019, she just got this feeling. She was like, I, I, we need to buy. So we bought. Many of our friends and our peers that earn a great deal of money, many of them more than us, have a hard time purchasing today. And it is because a game of leverage is being and has been applied here. Principles have never been this high. Interest rates have certainly been higher, but the principles have never been this high on houses. And a lot of it feels intentional. And and a lot of the the language around guys like the World Economic Forum, the whole you'll own nothing and be happy, like a lot of that language confirms that it was intentional, right? And I won't go down that rabbit trail because you ain't got time for that, and neither do I. It's another podcast for another day. We'll do it. We'll have a conversation around that. But the the case in point that I'm trying to make is that there are people that are godless that are winning the game of life. And what I want you all to do in the case that I'm going to try to make here is that you should on some level win. The, I'm not saying that you need to become, you know, the the next megastar, the next Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. If you want to, that's great. But what I'm saying is that there are godless men winning the game of life. And you need to do your best to be the primary influence of your, your wife and your kids and not these men. Because these men don't care about you. These men don't care about her, and these men certainly don't care about God. They want to win at all costs, and if that means screwing you over to do so, then so be it. So I want to try to lay out a case um, for playing the game of life. And so in Matthew, 
chapter 10. We got verses 16 through 24. I'll just read those. It says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. Be aware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in the synagogues, and ye will be brought before governors and kings for my name's sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it will be given to you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father, which has spaketh in you. And brothers shall deliver up brother to death, and father the child. And the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, Flee to another. For verily I say to you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel until the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. What's all of that about? <laughs> what is that verse about? This is a verse, uh, this is Jesus talking to his disciples before his his uh, crucifixion actually and the point that he's trying to make there with them is to say that i'm going to suffer and you're going to suffer but i'm telling you you can avoid a lot of the pain of suffering initially if you are as wise as serpents and as gentle as doves now he's what he's not saying is that you can avoid suffering you're going to suffer what he's saying is you can avoid needless suffering because he tells them if you see you're about it's about to go down <laughs> if it's about to go down in one town for people that follow jesus go and flee to another town where they don't know you yet and the reason that he's doing that is not just the reason that he's saying that is not just to keep them you know tucked away on their pillows to enjoy netflix right he's saying that if it gets to a point where you cannot witness where you cannot be a blessing to people where you cannot spread the gospel. If it's so bad, the persecution is so intense, right? And the ability to make moves for my namesake is so intense. Move, go somewhere different, do something different. This wise as serpent, gentle as doves idea, I believe can be applied to the game of life. Because what we're what I'm really trying to articulate when I say that is using the little bit of power that you have here to protect your family and to exact or or not exact, but to um, express the gospel. Right. You can't do you can't pick up and go anywhere without a certain degree of money. Okay, You just can't do that. You're going to need revenue to do that. Okay, when you get to that town, wherever that might be, you're going to need a good degree of relationships to do that, <laughs> to make sure that you, you get, a, get a new job, right? You, you find the right church, etc. 
And in order for you to become a voice that people want to hear from, you're going to need a level of influence and recognition. You see where I'm going with this? You cannot avoid, if you're going to be effective in the world, you cannot avoid playing the game of life. The game of life is at play at all times. And you're either a pawn, unconscious of it, and leverage is being applied to you, or you're conscious of it and you're applying the leverage. Here's the difference between us and them. When they apply leverage, they do so by any means necessary because they want to win at all costs. When you apply leverage, you're doing so to protect your family and to advance the gospel. Different goal, which dictates how you play the game of life. That's what I'm trying to get at. And so there are a lot of Christians when it comes to suffering and persecution that almost want to like (laughs) jump head first into it which Jesus here is saying that that's completely unwise, that that doesn't make sense to jump into suffering. You don't, you don't invite it into you because that's going to impact your ability to be able to what advance the gospel and protect your people. Now he's not saying that you you're going to be without suffering, but he's saying that you don't invite it into your life. If you can avoid it as long as possible, that'd be great. That's the ideal situation. And so you, when he says you are to be wise as serpents, as gentle as doves, right? Modern interpretation, Jonathan interpretation, okay? Be as shrewd as a Wall Street banker, right? Wall Street bankers are very shrewd. They make very, very cutthroat business decisions. But in making those decisions, be as gentle is Mr. Rogers. You like that? That's good. That's that's me. That's that's does say Jonathan. That's not does say the Lord. Right? I the God didn't say that. Jesus didn't say that. I'm saying it. You take a look at the landscape, you see what's going on politically, you see what's going on economically, and you think how a Wall Street banker would think strategically. Right? You don't just say God will work it all out. God will work it all out. But he asks of us to think wisely and deeply and intuitively and introspectively about the decisions that we make because if we don't do that we impede our ability to advance the gospel influence culture and influence our families and so the reality is man and we'll get into more of this on part two of how the game is played, all right? But today, I'm going to just be honest. You, as a grown man in 2023, cannot afford to be unconscious of the game because being unconscious could mean absolute hell, okay, for our families, Suffering for the Christian man is unavoidable, okay? But this passage makes it clear that we should do whatever is in our power to alleviate that suffering for our families, for ourselves, so that we can continue to advance the gospel. 
Now, again, like I'm not saying that you 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 avoid saying hard things so that you don't lose your job. But what I am saying is maybe you don't rush into the conversation at work. Maybe you don't rush in to give your opinion all over the place. Right. If it's going to if it's going to come in between you and your ability to take care of your people. You uh, you you need to be wise on how you move is what I'm saying. Right. Don't focus on winning short term W's in the office as far as flexing on somebody. Right. As far as far as making yourself seem as the more intelligent, more godly one at work. Right. Maybe you take a more calculated approach. Maybe you wait for a time that is less risky and more advantageous. Now, there's here's the thing. Sometimes. It's going to cost you your job. And it's at that point you need to go move to another job. Right. And I recognize that. But wisdom is the key here. Wisdom will inform you of what makes the most sense. Do I need to pop off at the mouth? Do I need to answer a fool according to his folly? Or do I need to ignore him? Both are both are present in Proverbs, by the way. Answer a fool according to his folly. Don't answer a fool according to his folly. Why are they back to back in Proverbs? It's because wisdom requires understanding the situation at hand. Sometimes you need to tell a dummy he's a dummy (laughs) and lose your job for it. Sometimes you need to let a dummy continue in his foolishness because it's not worth your time. And you can only achieve understanding that distinction by Wisdom and understanding the game that's being played at large. So what am I saying? What am I advocating for? What's the bottom line, Jonathan? Break it down for me. There is a game being played. And I'll be honest with you, man. Like there are a lot, a lot of people that are being fooled, that are being manipulated, that are being scared into submission to... A, a government that doesn't care about them to a society that doesn't care about God. And what I'm advocating for is that we become as shrewd as the people running the show to protect us and our families so that we can continue to advance the gospel so that we can continue to raise up our families in truth, goodness, and beauty. And we will not be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that unless I know the game that is at play. And the prizes and the tools used to achieve greater levels and success in that game. Tune in next week. All right. Part two. We're going to get into we talked about today. Right. We talked about the prizes of the game, revenue, relationships, recognition, Next week, we're going to talk about how to play the game and what I think about that. And I hope that you all will join us next time. Until then, take care and build on.